0: everybody, hope that you are doing well this week. We are going to jump into another passage out of the book of First Corinthians. If you've been following along with us the last couple of weeks, we talked about 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and then we talked about 1 Corinthians chapter 2 last week. And last week, we talked about uh, one point, focusing on who we know, not what we don't know. That was the main thing that we talked about, focusing on Jesus, not the uncertainty, not the extenuating circumstances, but being people who focus on Jesus and that we are in his hands and that he has everything under control, and that it's so so much more important that we focus on him than everything that is going on around us. This week we're going to jump in uh, in succession to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and just a little bit of backstory, again, a little bit of context, is that Corinthians is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to a church in Corinth uh, around 55 AD. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11, says this, it says, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still Worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you are not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? So, what we're seeing here, we're going to stop right here. What we're going to see here is that we have Paul and we have Apollos, these two leaders, and the church is divided on whom it is that they want to listen to, who is their leader. But Paul goes on to say this, "'What after all is Apollos, and what is Paul, only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task?' I planted the seed and Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace of God... By the grace that God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ Jesus. So the first point this week is the mentality of co-workers in God's service. The mentality of co-workers in God's service. And I would like to look at this in two quick two quick ways. Number one being this. The mentality of co-workers in God's service between leaders... Or between churches. There's this incredible danger in placing leaders out in front of Jesus, whether it's a pastor or someone else. Always we need to understand that they are called to serve Jesus. It's really easy to play the comparison game between leaders. And so often we find ourselves gravitating towards certain leaders or, or uh, towards certain churches, certain pastors, whatever it may be, and we start to to put them up on a pedestal, and it's not anymore about what Jesus says, but it's about what my pastor says or what what my mentor says or what what my leader says. And what we have to understand is that in the Christian realm, no matter who is speaking, Jesus is first. There can be great words from hundreds, thousands, millions of different people who have so much value in the words that they speak, but none of it is more valuable than Jesus. So we need to be so careful to not put anybody out in front of Jesus. It's interesting, uh, about a month ago I was having a conversation with someone and I I had listened to a sermon and it was so, so good. It it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It was really, really convicting, but it was really, really uplifting. And I was just like, oh. So I texted my buddy and I said, hey man, like, you got to listen to this sermon. And I sent him the link to it and he responds, oh dude, I won't listen to that. I can't stand that guy. And I was so shocked that he wouldn't listen to it because of who it was that was preaching it. And I was like offended personally because it was a pastor that I like a lot. But then I started thinking about my own self and I was like, oh, I have 100% done that. I've had so many people send me things like, oh, have you heard this? Have you listened to this? Have you seen this? And I'm like, oh, I don't drive with them. They're weird or they're, they're, they're a little kooky or whatever. I'm not going to listen to anything that they have to say. See, everyone has a preference in communication styles and leadership styles and that is perfectly fine. We're all going to to have a bend and we're going to lean towards people that that really draw us in. But if they're spreading the name of Jesus, we need to make sure as a movement, as a church, we are supporting people who are speaking about Jesus. Paul is so clear here. He's like who's Paul? Who's Apollos? Doesn't matter. Jesus is what matters. So between leaders, if you're a leader and you're comparing yourself to other leaders, run from that. And if you are a follower of a leader, make sure that you're running from it too, that you would never ever say, hey, I won't possibly listen to that person because he's different than the guy that I follow. If they are centered and rooted in Jesus, they all have something valuable to say. The second way that we can approach this mentality of co-workers in God's service is between leaders and congregants. So we talked about leaders to leaders, comparing leaders or comparing churches, comparing organizations, whatever. But we also need to make sure that we understand that we are co workers, that leaders and congregants, pastors and congregants, CEOs and janitors are co workers in God's service. See, for a long time, the church has moved towards a consumer-driven mentality when it comes to church. We're looking for the gospel to be spoon-fed to us. And I am a part of that culture. Even as a pastor, I have found myself wanting to be fed instead of thinking of ways to feed people. I walk in on a weekend at Faith Chapel or I log in and listen to podcasts or stream a service from another church. And I'm like, yep, give it to me. I need it. Feed me now. Preacher. And that's so dangerous that we would start to think, well, I'm the fed and they are the feeder. See, every single one of us has something to say, and we are co workers. In God's service our human nature is to figure out what we can get not think of ways to give but my hope is that we would become people who fight against our human nature and lean in to what God has asked us to be and that is givers that is not just of our physical resources but of our spiritual resources of our wisdom all of those things that we would be people who are like hey this was really really relevant for me and I want to share this with you and the reason I bring this up is that it can be really easy for those of you who work outside of the church or who do not have a mic in their hand on a regular basis or aren't recording a podcast maybe, it's easy for you to watch ministry that that Faith Chapel or any other church or any other organization is doing and just consume. But I want you to hear this really, really clearly. You are my coworker. I am your cheerleader. I want you to go out and spread the gospel of Jesus to every single person in your life and beyond. What you have to say is just as valuable as what I have to say. I need you to hear that today. What you have to say is just as valuable as what I have to say. One of the coolest things that I have seen in this season is all kinds of people taking the platforms that they they have themselves and spreading the hope and the message of Jesus to those in their sphere. That needs to be at the forefront of this season, but it should be at the forefront of every season. That when this pandemic ends, that we wouldn't all of a sudden come back to, okay, well now the church is the place where people hear about Jesus. No. Where people hear about Jesus is every single day in every single way through the words that you speak, through the actions that you take. Which leads us to our next point. We all have purpose. We all have purpose. Paul's illustration is simple some of us are called to plant, and some of us are called to water. I know it's really easy to look at people that are out in front and say, like, they are the ones with purpose. But Paul is making a point that I want you to hear clearly today. You have a fantastically large purpose. You have a fantastically large purpose. When Jesus said to the disciples, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and surely I'm with you to the very end of the age. He wasn't just speaking to those 12. He was speaking to to every single one of us who call ourselves a follower of Jesus. Your purpose and my purpose are very much the same, and how we do that might look different, but they are just as important as the other one. You can impact groups of people that I cannot impact. Your family, your friends, your coworkers might not ever know who I am or hear a word that I speak out of my mouth. That means that you can impact them, and I cannot. And also, you can impact the same group of people as me differently. We might have shared influence. Our sphere might cross. There might be an intermingling of friends or family or or people who listen to what we have to say. But your impact is going to be different than my impact. We are co-workers and we all have purpose. If you get nothing out of this week's message, get this. You are just as important to the movement of Jesus as anyone else. You are just as important to the movement of Jesus as anyone else. But if we are to operate as Jesus intended, there is something important to remember. We get to build on top of the foundation that others have laid, and we have to allow people to build on the foundations that we have laid ourselves. This idea of co workers means that we all have something to contribute to the foundation. It's something that we all have uh, something to contribute to. Every single element of building people up and introducing them to Jesus. Whether we're trying to speak about Jesus to others or we're trying to learn more about him ourselves, we need to use each other's unique giftings and unique wisdom to build one another up. We need to be people who are in pursuit of Jesus together. We're a community of believers and we are unquestionably in this together. And then Paul says this, Nobody can lay a foundation that Jesus hasn't already laid. Nobody can lay a foundation that Jesus has an already. He is the foundation. So as we are looking to build on each other's wisdom and we're looking to build on each other's unique giftings and abilities, let us always remember that Jesus is the foundation and if it's not built on Jesus, it's not worth building on. So as we are pursuing our own relationship with Jesus and we're helping others in theirs, let us never forget that Jesus did the heavy lifting in the first place. We could not build on a better foundation than the one that he has laid. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. We are going to continue to put out the podcast every single week. You can head to faithchapel.cc and check out these same messages if you want to watch them in video. Uh, check out our social media, College Age Movement, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it may be. Stay connected. If you guys need absolutely anything, you can ple- please, please, please give me a call. My office number is 655-1554. You can email me. You can direct message us on any of our social media platforms. We want you to know that we are here for you and that we love you dearly. We cannot wait to see you guys in person, but until then, we'll talk to you next week right here on the College Age Movement Podcast.